Hey everyone, this is Crystal from the Spooky Barber Babes. Hope everyone is having a great summer so far. Um, today we're going to actually be talking about the jungle habitat. Now, I don't know if you are familiar or even know much about this place, but this is kind of local for me. It's in West Milford, New Jersey. Now, you may be going, well, what is jungle habitat? Well, Jungle Habitat was an amusement, not even a really an amusement park per se, but it was an open air safari that was owned by the Warner Brothers. Now, can you go to this place now? Supposedly, according to uh, Travel Awaits website, you can go um, and it's quote, open year round for outdoor enthusiasts. Um, but honestly, I don't know if it is truthfully open. I am hoping it is because I would like to take a trip up there and get some photos. But I don't want to say, yeah, go. And, you know, you not be allowed to go. So anyways, um, this episode today is coming out on the 50th year anniversary of Jungle Habitat opening. Jungle Habitat was located in West Milford, New Jersey, in Passaic County. It was a Warner Brothers-owned theme park, and it opened on July 19th, 1972. And it sadly closed its doors on October 31st, 1976, when the park closed for the evening. But by November of 1972, the park had already had well close to 500,000 paid visitors. Now, you might be asking, well, what kind of theme park was it? Well, <laughs> this theme park was a drive-through and walk-through, like, basically, you could either drive your car through this place, or you could walk through, and it was like a safari-type area with a couple little rides. Um, the park did have Reports said over 1,500 animals. Now, um, this, the drive-through, like, animal safari part of the section was called Jungle Junction, which they were very, like, adamant to make sure, like, hey, no, this is nothing in relation to Disney. Um, <laughs> now, basically, with the drive-through section, it allowed like the animals to just roam free and approach your vehicle. You could observe peacocks running free, baboons, camels, elephants, llamas, giraffes. Uh, apparently, there was also some Siberian tigers that were free roaming <laughs> through this section. Um, you could either go through in your own personal vehicle or you could go through on uh, a bus that they had. Apparently, animals would climb on top of your car. Um, they would walk out in front of your vehicle, which kind of you had to stop. Um, there was signs everywhere on this like drive-through path that said, "Hey, keep your windows closed. Don't try to pet the animals." Um, but apparently, there was there's also there was also um like I guess. The way they explained the walkthrough section part had a petting zoo, which had, you know, camel and elephant rides, a snack bar, uh, a few snack bars, uh, 
gift shops, a reptile house, a dolphin show, and a Bugs Bunny and Friends live show, which included Looney Tunes characters Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Yosemite Sam, Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat, Speedy Gonzalez, and our lovable Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Basically, guests could take pictures with any of these characters. It's kind of like how Disney has all their little mascots running around uh, the place, and you could take pictures with them. You could do the same thing here just with uh, Warner Brothers' popular characters at the time. Uh, the shows occurred three times a day during the week and four times on the weekend. There was a tram station, which was called the AKA Jungle Junction. Um, but it did, the park itself did not have any amusement style rides. Supposedly, there was plans to add them, um, add them in spring of 1997. Or, I'm sorry, 1977. But so, obviously, the park was closed before that was ever a thing. Um, there, even though the park was initially very profitable, business decided, like, it, it declined. There wasn't any new attractions, nothing was changing, uh, 100 miles south was also Great Adventure in Jackson Township, so they, they did have a little bit of competition. Um, now, in... 1975, the Warner Brothers did propose a $20 million expansion project to the site, and that would include, you know, a wooden roller coaster, a steel coaster, a carousel, log flume, uh, adult spinning rides, and a few quote-unquote kitty rides. Um, however, the residents of the township were divided on if they wanted to approve a, such a grand project in their area. Um, the major issue that they, like most of the residents see was traffic congestion. Like there was already traffic and I don't know if you've ever been up to, uh, Six Flags in New Jersey, but that whole area gets so badly congested and that's like a four lane road on the main way before you even turn into Six Flags and that gets congested. So I can just imagine how badly congested like that area was when the when uh, jungle habitat was even open. So sitting in its current state, the park is closed. Um, again, I don't know if you can actually go to the park itself and you know walk through. I do know um, where New Jersey has a few pictures of it um, kind of, I guess, in its current state where everything's like closed down, everything's shut off. Um, I do know one of our listeners had sent me a picture of them in one of the rides, um, which was really cool. Um, with their permission, I'm going to put it up on our Instagram too, to kind of go with this for everybody. But um, during the summer of 1976, the park opened as usual and rumors, you know, began to go crazy about this big expansion in the following summer and how everything was planned. But the park's last weekend in operation was, of course, Halloween. On November 2nd, the township residents voted against the expansion. 
Well, sadly, following that, the Warner Brothers decided to shut down the park and sell the land. Now, there had been so many reports, and this is kind of where our conspiracy comes in at, because news outlets reported this, um, and even some residents said, like, no, Warner Brothers is lying about this, but newspapers reported that after the park had closed, several animal carcasses had just been left there at the park to decay, one of which was including one of the elephants. Now, again, again, this was just, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it, it was upsetting to read a lot of this, how like the animals were just left there. Um, but they're trying to say that a lot of what might have been the demise of jungle habitat was uh, the competition from Great Adventures, who had their own kind of uh, safari attraction. It was kind of similar drive-through safari attraction type, which now is no longer. It's actually been converted to a ride-through attraction as part of the amusement car, uh, park. But it can still be viewed by a vehicle, just not by your, your car. And I'm not even sure if that's still a thing. Um, I know it was. I don't know if it's still there. I don't think it is. Um, but they also said poor management and the park's inability to easily expand was most likely the reasons why it just failed. Um, so all the sites deteriorated buildings are still on the property. Um, and there was a lot of rumors back when it closed about the animals still roaming the property, um, which, you know, people were quote unquote seeing. Um, none of the animal base, well, according to Warner Brothers, none of the animal base rumors are true and that the animals were sold to buyers across the country. Um, I, I couldn't find anything in regards to that. I, I really couldn't. I wish I could have because, I mean, there were people saying that, again, this is all like rumors through the grapevine of residents who used to live in the area saying, oh no, you know, the animals had gotten loose. There was like a zebra that had gotten loose. A couple of the lions were, were gone. Uh, a tiger. And I want to say the monkeys were caught, were supposedly running free in, in the woods. How, like I said, how true that is, I, I cannot attest to. But, um, I mean, if they really did leave all these animals there to just kind of like feed on themselves because that was kind of the whole rumor was that Warner Brothers closed up but just didn't really care too much and just kind of put the weaker animals in with like the lions and the tigers and all that and just said okay here's a feeding frenzy when they you know when they run out of the non-predator animals they'll just pass away on their own like I said not too sure how true that is but um that's kind of what was coming around. Uh, now, Jungle Habitat's property was 800 acres and it contained 26 miles of paved roads. And supposedly in 1988, the state purchased it for $1.45 million. Now, apparently the property is adjacent to Northern Green State Forest and Greenwood Lake Airport. And it's a part of Long Pond Ironworks State Park and is currently administered by Ringwood State Park. Now, 
apparently there was a uh there was a cleanup of the park with apparently 70 volunteers contributing brush was cleared out trash was removed um now from what i'm understanding as of 2007 that's when this happened uh it was a cycling club that did the cleanup but they ringwood state park is the management of the property now when and supposedly there is um a like single track trails for bikes foot traffic and um horseback riding supposedly again there's now 11 to 12 miles of single track trails what i was reading is that um there is there was negotiations between New Jersey and West Milford to lease about 10 acres of the parking lot for recreational use. Um, supposedly, the property was used to host Milford's 4th of July celebrations, known as Thunder in the Highlands, under a special use permit. Apparently, there was a mountain bike race there that was Rumble in the Jungle. Don't Couldn't get time frames on that. Uh, and it says that now pretty much the area has become popular with like dog walkers, mountain bikers, trail runners, equestrians, and apparently American black bears. So right now, again, there's nothing there when it comes down to, oh, there might've been animals. Yeah, there might've been, but clearly that was back in the seventies and it, there's, there's no hybrids. Like, I was an article I had seen saying that somebody had seen a hybrid of a lion and a tiger that bred and spawned off this creepy-looking creature. I think some of it was just some ghost stories. Um, but, yeah. So, supposedly, you can go through. Like I said, when I'm feeling better, uh, I had a fall incident where I hurt myself. So, I currently cannot go hiking. Um, but when I get the chance, I do plan on going up there and taking a look and seeing what I can find because I think it'd be kind of cool to get like some updated pictures. I do know a lot of like the side attractions are still there. And so where I say there wasn't really like a ride, there was like one, one little ride there and it was called a zebra go round. It was kind of like a merry-go-round just instead of horses, there was zebras on the carousel. Um, do I know if that's still there? No, I have no clue. Um, would I like to see it if it is still there? Yeah, that would be awesome. But it's probably not there anymore. Um, I haven't seen any really pictures of it. Mainly all I see pictures of online is the tram rail. Um, looks like some of the railroad tracks that were in there. And I want to say somebody had a picture of like one of the attractions. Um, how it's dilapidated. But, you know, it is what it is. But so with all of that, clearly there has been some incidents. Um, now, some of these incidents, I do not know um, if there was any actual um, monetary re like relief given, except for to one of these. Um, and I could only find five incidences in the four years the park was open from 72 to 96. Um, one of those was on October 9th of 1972, an Israeli tourist named Abraham Levy 
Levy, not too sure if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, he was driving through the safari in a taxi and was attacked by a lion. So I'm assuming he had his windows down um, just because I don't know how she would have been attacked by a lion if you followed the rules and had your windows up. But uh, I guess that's not really mine, <laughs> my place to judge. <laughs> And then another one came about a month later. Now, this one didn't cause any accidents to, like, a, a person. But in November of 1972, there was two wolves that had managed to escape their enclosure. And, but they were caught before even leaving the property. Like, they, they already were, like, back in their enclosures. Like, they escaped. Property, the people found them. Put them back. Um, still kind of scary to think that, like, two wolves managed to get out of their enclosures. And it makes you wonder, who was this the only time that it's been documented? Um, and then a month later, uh, this one, I couldn't find, again, I couldn't find any monetary value for, um, like, compensation for Abraham Levy. But television uh, host Jack Parr was cited as cut while roughhousing with a six-month-old tiger cub while filming a TV special. Again, don't know what happened if he, like, received any, like, money for his injury uh, or how bad the cut was. But the last two incidents, I don't really have, like, a month of time frame when it happened. Um, but they one happened in 1974 and the other one happened in 1977 after the park was closed. Now, in 1974, a woman was bitten by a baby African elephant that had managed to reach out of its enclosure and it grabbed the woman with its trunk. Uh, but it did say with her injuries, she was awarded to a hundred thousand dollars in compensation. And then the last one, again, it's not towards like a human. It, apparently several of the park's animals, I guess that were left there after the play, the park closed, had contracted tuberculosis and were euthanized. Um, I'm not too sure on that one either, but that was just one of the only ones I could find. But again, that was a year after, or like the following year after the park closed. So you're telling me that the animals were still being fed and taken care of into 1977, but yet, you know, nobody was in the park. Money wasn't coming through. <laughs> Some things just seemed a little, okay, but, um, but yeah, so that is the story of, uh, Jungle Habitat. I really just, I, I just had a pause, but, um, honestly, I do plan on going up there one day. Like I said, when I feel better, I will be going up there and seeing what I can do. See if there's anything, like if I can get onto the property and take pictures, um, see if there's anything that's still there. Would I love for there to still be some stuff there? Oh, yes. 100%. I would love that. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, from everything that I've been hearing through Instagram and through our Facebook followers, is a lot of people, like, remember this place. Like, this isn't just, oh, years ago. No, you're talking, like, it was open 49 years ago. It closed 45 years ago. When you put that in terms, instead of like saying the actual date out loud, it's like, okay, that was, that wasn't that far away. I mean, crap. My mom was born in 1970. So, I mean, she was obviously way too young to be there, but, 
or even have any memory. But it, when it still comes down to it, I mean, anybody could have went there. Like you could probably ask someone you know that was born in like the '60s. Did they go there, or even born in the '70s? I mean, there could have been plenty of families that took their kids there before it closed. Wasn't like it was supposedly. It really wasn't super expensive either. So, um, like, I found this awesome picture online, and it got me thinking. Really, like, it wasn't that expensive. Um, so, admissions, from what I was seeing, if you were under five years old, it was free. Adults were only four ninety five, and children were three dollars and fifty cents. I would love to be able to spend that kind of money and get into even something. But the poster that I saw for the 1975 season open, um, which apparently it opened in, on April 5th, it's got Bugs Bunny on it. It gives you directions from to how to get there from New York City. And it gives you like detailed instructions uh, from Westchester County, from South Jersey, shows a little map. And let me see if I can read this off because it is super tiny writing. Um, it says, a wild day of family fun for one low admission. Wild animals, shows, rides for the kids. There's some wild fun awaiting you in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Warner Brothers Jungle Habitat. It's the land of the free because just one low admission price entitles you to just about everything. Home of the brave because it takes courage to get within inches of wild animals, even from the safety of your own car. Two different safari trails. Drive through the two safari trails where lions, tigers, rhinos, elephants, zebras, camels, ostriches, bear, and baboons run wild. Experience the animals right at your car window. Take pictures and be glad your windows are rolled tight. You'll understand why we call this the home of the brave. Jungle Junction. When you're driving, yeah, when you're driving both the jungle trails, park free or sh and stroll around Jungle Junction. Enjoy the fabulous free shows: the Looney Tunes show starring Bugs Bunny, the Jungle Bird show, the Sea Lion and the Porpoise show, the African Dancers, and the exciting Reptile show. More free fun. Visit the special animal exhibits where you'll see everything from tropical birds to rare North American otters. Save time for the attraction section. Or is that attraction or affection? Uh, affection section? I have, oh, affection section. My bad. Where you can pet and feed the baby animals. And the kids will enjoy the safari car, the lion bounce, and the zebra go round rides. All free. If you get hungry, we have a fine family restaurant and even a special area for picnics. If you get curious, browse through our Curlo shop. I'm thinking that's what that says. It's very hard to say. And don't be surprised if you run into some old friends. Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, and Sylvester are just a few of the Looney Tunes characters who are always on hand. So plan a family safari to jungle habitat. Enjoy the land of the free and the home of the brave. Wow, I I don't think I've ever actually read the full thing. And I'm just like, wow, if you, okay. <laughs> but that was the poster that they had sent out 
for their season opening in 1975. And it's a big picture of uh, Bugs Bunny in a safari hat eating a camera with a carrot or with a, I said eating a camera, <sighs> eating a carrot with a camera around his neck. And it says, hey, doc, don't miss out on the fun at Warner Brothers Jungle Habitat. If you want to actually see kind of what the mascots look like and see the uh, the flyer for yourself, you can always just go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Spooky Barber Babes, and we have everything kind of posted there. Um, just a, just a few little things, not a lot, but I did get a couple people that say um, that they were there when they were kids. They remembered going there, um, but. It's just, it's so interesting because I, like I said, I didn't read that flyer beforehand, so I didn't realize how extremely patriotic they made it sound, but uh, I wouldn't say Land of the Free because you still had to pay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, granted, okay, like the food in the picnic areas and the, the, the rides are all free, but technically they're not free. You're paying to go into the park. It just wasn't like a carnival style, which I don't think any theme park is really a carnival style, except for like if you're playing like arcade games, but yeah okay well that's enough for me <laughs> i'm gonna go kind of figure out what the heck i was just reading and um i hope you all have a great day um we will have more episodes coming soon this episode is obviously released on the 50th year anniversary for jungle habitats opening and uh i'll be keeping everybody up to date on instagram and twitter about if i actually do get there and get pictures I can't make any guarantees. Again, like I said, the things I was reading said yes, that they are open. Do I fully 100% believe it? No. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. All right. You all have a great day. Have fun and stay spooky.